I think a lot of people have passions as a kid and hobbies as a kid and they kind of right. let them go because they, you know, they say they grow out of it or they're, they need to grow up. And I kind of have the thought that you should kind of embrace your inner child and always kind of keep your, keep your passions on fire. So I think that kind of comes out in the videos too, that it's something I've been doing since I was 12 and now I'm 35 and I'm just as excited about it now as I was 20 years ago. Hi there. Welcome back to the SolidWorks Born to Design podcast, a collection of inspiring stories about those who create, build, invent, and engineer new ideas into actual new products. And by the way, they all use SolidWorks. I'm your host, Cliff Melling, and I want to thank you for joining us for this episode of the Born to Design podcast, turning your passion into your job. Today, I'm talking with Eric Haddad, who is a designer, but also a part-time hobbyist who started his own venture, 3D Aero Ventures, along with his own business, Dimensional Fidelity. Listen as Eric shares some advice about chasing your dreams and doing what you love, and how to turn that dream into your job or your business. So let's jump right into the interview. My name's Eric Haddad. I'm here this week representing my company, 3D Aero Ventures. Right. Um, so I have a YouTube channel and soon to be e-commerce store. So I'm basically, I'm designing in SolidWorks 3D printable remote control airplanes. So you can 3D print them on your home at uh, off of any desktop 3D printer. And, so you uh, make those available for download and people can just They will, yeah. So the first yeah. design will be up by the end of February. It'll be, you know, comes with all the files, the build guide. So anybody with a desktop printer can print it at home and glue it together. Excellent. Yeah, so the YouTube channel, like first and foremost, is I think a lot of people have passions as a kid and hobbies as a kid, and they kind of right. let them go because they, you know, they say they grow out of it or they're, they need to grow up. And I kind of have the thought that you should kind of embrace your inner child and, and uh, always kind of keep, your, keep your passions on you know, fire. So I think that kind of comes out in the videos too, that it's something I've been doing since I was 12, and now I'm 35, and... I kind of am just as excited about it now as I was 20 years ago. So, yeah, yeah. Was a, so, so you're you're teaching RC. Yeah. Uh, so, the videos usually are I'm doing a design aspect in SolidWorks and then um, showing kind of how I fabricated it, 3D printed it, glued it together, and then you know as I progress through different, I'll probably kind of focus on other things for future videos. So, like the one I'm working on now, I'm going to focus on. Okay, how do you finish like paint? sand and paint these parts and right. make them look pretty if, if you wanted to instead of just directly off the printer but then at the end you know there's the last half of the video i'm test flying and i try to incorporate some sort of lesson at the end of everyone right, like right. there's one episode where i've i've designed a flying wing and it's a total new concept design that i didn't really have anything to reference off of so first one crashed and burned and i almost killed myself and then you know i i, I learned how to correct it and there's a big learning experience there when you fail so i went wanted to keep that in the video and I think a lot of people, a lot of YouTubers anyways, they kind of make real polished videos and show like everything went swimmingly and that's not really real life. And so. That, that is a great point. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. learning by failing and that's. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And I, I, I talked to a, a young entrepreneur once and she said, uh, she says sometimes when you work in a corporate environment, you have to do everything right and you can't fail. Whereas mm. when you're an entrepreneur, you learn it's by all failing. failing. Yeah. <laughs> you fail I, your way to the, to, yeah, exactly. 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 I know. I, I tell my wife all the time with one of my three children, I said, he learns by failing. You just kind of have to let him, you know, yeah. fail and he'll figure it out eventually. I know. It's hard as a parent. I mean, we have kids. And so, yeah, it's hard as a parent to, like, not want to just protect your, your yeah. child. But you got to let them hurt you themselves. Let them fail. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what was the inspiration for doing the first video? What made you decide, hey, I, I'm going to uh, make yeah. a video of this? Um, I, I, so I've been flying remote control airplanes since I was 12 years old. 
So my 12th birthday, I asked my dad if I could get one because I've always been into planes. And he said, yeah. And he, he kind of dove into it with me. He'd never flown That's an airplane great. before. And he, I have two other brothers. And so he was always super supportive of our hobbies. So he'd just kind of dive into what we were into. And so then from there, between 12 and 18, we were, every Saturday would go up from 8 to noon and fly remote control airplanes at the field. And there's other, other hobbyists there flying their planes. And so, right. I mean, now the technology has just changed. And so we used to build them with piles of wood and some planes. And now I've got, you know, CAD and 3D printing to, to build them, which is really awesome. So I think um, I've had a relationship with SolidWorks a little bit where they'd, they'd buy some content from me, like tutorial content and publish it under their own brand. And then uh, this year they they approached me of uh, doing, they just said, you know, create your own YouTube channel around something you're passionate about and, you know, pitch it to us and then we'll, we'll sponsor you. So I, I gave them a pitch for four episodes and they said, yeah, it sounds awesome. And so, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. Uh, excellent. Yeah. When did you start designing? I mean, how did that in start? In general? Yeah. Um, I think the first CAD class I took was in undergrad. I was an aerospace engineering student for a little while. Ended up just getting a business degree in undergrad, and then I went back to grad school for manufacturing engineering. Okay. And I'm kind of a balanced left brain, right brain kind of guy. You know, I'm, I'm logical and technical, but also I'm, you know, feel like I'm pretty highly creative. And so, my master's was in manufacturing engineering. My minor was in art and design. Okay. So I would use CAD to design my art and design projects, kind of plan it all out in CAD first before I'd start building things out of metal and stuff like that. Right. And then. From a professional standpoint, I got a job at a, a jewelry manufacturer out of there, in tech, big jewelry manufacturer in Texas called James Avery. Okay. And so there we, I was in product development there. So we would take concept designs from the concept department, and then we were the ones in charge of transitioning it into manufacturing. So really, you wouldn't think a jewelry company would be you know high tech, but they invested a ton of technology, taught me kind of how, how to have an eye for detail when you're working with small parts like that and highly creative parts. Right, right. And so they, their mentality was, we want our 10,000 per year type of product, 10,000 units a year type of product to look like every single one was handmade. So we had to have a huge eye for detail and figure out how to mass produce them that way. So so what's next for the um, the hobbyist channel? Is yeah, that- the channel, yeah. Um, or what would you like to do with your airplanes? You just want to test new ideas, test new wings? What's the, yeah, what's the goal here? I think um, it's, it'll be a blend of like doing my own kind of concept designs and then also some scale, you know, just remodeling some scale, like kind of classic aircraft. And I mean, the goal is to hopefully kind of turn it into a business where I can sell the, like I said, sell the projects digital right. or the, the files digitally. And, and then once I kind of build a community around it, I can start surveying them about, hey, what kind of planes do you want to see next? And because there's a little community of people that print their own exactly. planes and, they're real passionate about it, just like CAD users are, and just like uh, yeah, SolidWorks communities. They're all kind of starting to intermingle. So. Really? And man. I mean, here at the show, I've actually been surprised. Everybody I've talked to is like, man, I used to fly RC airplanes as a kid. And really? Just a lot of people have been, I mean, you think about every little boy or girl like have you know, driven an RC car. And so someone's at some point in their life has usually had some... RC experience. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> so, hobbyist yeah. was big when I was younger as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, a lot of people let it go. You know, exactly. They, so I think that's my whole thing. Like I said, just well, I, and, I, and I wonder if like the uh, the drone business is taken away from that. You think that's the maybe. case? Maybe it's it's getting huge. I mean, and but now the FAA is starting to 
they're wanting to start to pass some regulations to to kind of minimize how many drones are in the air. Right, exactly. And, but then the the weird thing is they're pulling you know RC airplanes into the mix as well. So they're I don't know. We're gonna see what's gonna happen in the next couple of huh, years. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been one or two incidents of there being an issue with drones in the sky along with full scale airplanes, but yeah, it's not really as as bad as uh, I think they're making it sound. So. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, so you're coming up with all new uh, yeah. ideas and asking asking the community mm-hmm. what they want to what what they want to see for yeah, the planes so and you, you just design them. Yeah. yeah, you ask kind of what my goals are. So yeah, short term, it's like get the website done, get some uh, you know for sale, start building the community right. a little bit, and then I want to kind of use what I'm doing as a, a way to expand the user base of the hobby or make it a little more accessible for people. Right. So. Some of the designs I've, I've already come up with are, might be a little bit daunting to print, you know, 40 parts and, and glue them together. But So I want to come up with some designs in the short term that are a little simpler to build, a little smaller. And um, just so anybody with a 3D printer at home, which that kind of user base is growing more and more every year. Right. I don't want them to be afraid to dive into the hobby for fear of wrecking something they spent days and days printing. So give them something that's six to ten parts they can print out and... If they crash it, it's not that big a deal to reprint. Right, so, right, exactly. Yeah, and you're you're building some interest in STEM, as we talk a lot about. Yeah. There's a lot of people building robots and yeah. helping younger people get involved in exactly, that. So, yeah. so uh, this is a, di- a different avenue. Maybe mm-hmm. they're more interested in in planes than they are RC cars, for which sure. is much more technical. Yeah. So that so you're yeah. building that audience, getting more interested for yeah for younger kids to get involved in engineering and yep. STEM. Yeah. Yeah, so my, the first video I did, actually, my son was in the video. Okay. He's seven. Or he was, yeah, he was seven at the time still. Yeah. So what we did is we took, I don't know if you've seen those, they're like three foot or four foot wingspan foam gliders. You can right. buy them at Hobby Lobby or whatever, Walmart. And uh, so we took that and just designed a little power pod that you can put a little electric motor on and stick it on the top of that glider. Put a servo on it to give you some controls. And we turned that into a, a full functional RC airplane. Really? Yeah. So that was the you, you can see that on YouTube as well. Oh, so wow. Got so him involved a little bit. Yeah. So is he interested? I know he's seven, but the yeah. Way so he is. I mean, my job as a parent is to introduce him into things, whether he is super into it or not. Right. He, I just need, kind of need him to know that I'm there to support his hobbies, like my dad was. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't, I don't think he's going to take into it as like I, he's not nearly as passionate as I am about it. Yeah. You can tell right away when some when a kid <laughs> is like really into stuff. He's very um, good at building and kind of like I was, so he'll he'll find he's into sports too, so he's really into baseball right now. And, right, right. But yeah, he he had a blast making. I think he had more fun being on camera and making the video. Like he has a pretty <laughs> good personality for that sort of stuff. We had a good time putting it together. So yeah, yeah. and you never know; they may later on uh, find find that interest yeah. in, in different areas. Yeah, and exactly. at least it's something he can draw back on. Like yeah, it was fun to do with my dad. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. You enjoyed this as a kid, but how did yeah. you decide to get back into it? Yeah, so I've always, I've kind of kept interest in it, you know, over the all, years. All so the years, I, okay. Just the technology's changed a ton. And so, you know, in college I'd have, I didn't have a lot of room for, you know, the big ones. So I'd, I'd have a little foam plane or small, right. and then electric, electric motors and battery technology has changed so much that it's a lot more accessible to get into the hobby now. And so... And, and through the 3D printing as well. Now, yeah, 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 it's exactly. cool. Making your own is, is a little easier than you know building them from a pile of sticks yeah uh but yeah so i've i've been into it for 20 years but there are there were times in my life where it, it kind of lapsed just based right. on you know had other priorities but now kind of reignited my passion for it and as a kid i always said i wanted to design airplanes whether it was full scale or whatever and so now i'm kind of starting to live that dream which is cool yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. and, and no more balsa wood. Yeah, <laughs> no more splinters. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're still around for sure. And I think 
sadly that kind of craft is dying a little bit. People aren't taking the time to build airplanes from from kits. Right. Um, but I think yeah, there's a lot of value to doing something like that. It's it teaches you delayed gratification because it takes a while. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you mentioned building the community, mm-hmm. which I think is important in this community. It's nice to find a niche, and I'm sure you'll get a lot of feedback from that community. What, For sure. what would you like to do next and, and can help you in that direction? Yeah. And, and is there a way you'd like to get more people involved in that community? Or, well, I guess you're, you're allowing them yeah, to download I mean, the files as well. But Yeah. I think, I mean, no, I'm the only one in the business, quote unquote, right now. So right. I think knowing that they would have direct access to me to ask questions and stuff would is cool for the community but then also i'm just spitballing here i've actually never thought about this but i it'd be cool to do some sort of like build events or something i could you know uh, organize some events in different areas to do like hey let's do a, a rc model build event and maybe with kids and stuff like that that'd be cool to uh, absolutely. just during the event have a bunch of printers in parallel printing out parts and we can start gluing wings together and exactly really like cool. they did here with the robots yeah, they would, you awesome. know, build parties and yeah. stuff absolutely that's great yeah so that'd be that's a good idea to maybe next year i'll I'll see if I yeah, can. Hey, yeah, let me exactly. bring some printers and I'll do a build of it and we can build a, a plane and fly it. I think you'll find a lot of people here at 3D Experience World that would help out with that. Absolutely. Like a lot of nerd, we all just nerd out together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a great place to nerd out. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So after I was at the James Avery, the jewelry company for about six years and I was the product development uh, manager for the last uh, six months I was there. So I think maybe three years before I left there, I started doing product development just as a side gig. I actually bought a seat of SolidWorks on my own because we use SolidWorks at uh, James Avery, but I, I bought my own seat and just started offering it as a service for 15 bucks an hour just to kind of, I hadn't had much experience in other industries. Right. So I just like any industry, just give me a project and I'll, I'll work on it. So that got to a point where I needed to decide, okay, do I try to dive into this full time or do I quit doing it and focus on building my career at James Avery? And so I decided to take the leap and go full-time with uh, I, my company's called DiFi 3d and uh, so basically doing product development work for inventors small businesses and startups now I'm starting to transition more into just doing volume 3d printing okay I, I got into the 3d printing side to do prototyping and so now I have a dozen 3d printers and so the, the goal with that now is to kind of scale back a little more on the product design side and then and just offer for like end use parts through 3d printing okay that's uh so so what was the inspiration to take that leap that's a big leap right yeah i think i don't really like rules (laughs) 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 i know that sounds broad and bad but uh yeah i i just i like flexibility in in my life and uh for my family too i think it's the best way for me as a dad to be there for my family and um that's great yeah so being able to work from home and just kind of do my own thing I guess was was a big deal for me and I love collaborating with people uh, but I also kind of like doing my own thing as well so no absolutely yeah <laughs> so what kind of products are for the product design do you usually get and mm-hmm. how did how did you find those customers Man, all over the place so I like I said I'm working with inventors and and startups and stuff so they've never really gone through the product development process before okay so, so, that, so that, it's, that, it you can, know that process so that you yeah. can help them with that yeah yeah, yeah so basically I, I mean I, they're coming to me with a napkin sketch and I'm I'll help them you know run through concepts in CAD iterate through that prototype it for them and a lot of times I'm designing for plastic injection so okay I'll hook them up with a plastic injection company to, to take it from there and so as far as how do I find them so I started out on I think back then it was called Upwork in 2012. Right, okay, yeah. It's like a freelancer's, it's like Facebook for freelancers right. kind of. 
equipment. So like I said, I was just 15 bucks an hour, just give me something, yeah. which is super cheap. And so, you know, over a couple of years, I just kind of raised my rates and raised my rates and then was able to justify kind of by doing the math. Okay, if I, right now I'm working 20 hours a week on this on the side. If I quit my job and double that hours, then I can, you know, I'll have the income to support my family. Right. So that's great. Yeah. I doubt if anybody is like looking into wanting to do their own thing or transition into owning their own business, I think that's the kind of least risky way to do it is start it on the side out of your garage, work up to where you're, you know, 10, 20 hours a week. And then if, if you do the math, like, okay, if I quit my job, double my hours that, you know, I have that time to focus on doing this full time. Well, man, my income will double, you know, from 20 hours a week to 40 hours a week, then it will it make sense to make the leap right right. so dave ram i don't know if you know dave ramsey but oh yeah he, yeah, he yeah. calls oh, it yeah. get the lifeboat as close as you can to the big boat before you jump off yeah, yeah. into it so yeah that's kind of what i did and it i haven't out. heard that statement from you yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good yeah that's exciting though that's, yeah, that's cool yeah so that was 2015 when i went full-time and got now looking got, back got a little more heavily uh no not really yeah, yeah. i i remember the week after i left is kind of weird like leaving your full-time job that you that's uh, like that was the first job i had out of school you know right i was there for a really long time loved it but then it you know just got to the point where I, I wanted to do my own thing like i said and i remember the first week my my wife saying like you think you'll ever go back and i said no i'm never going back <laughs> not not because of them it's just you know any company i, I don't think uh, could have given me the flexibility of, of you know having my own business and that's uh, we, we definitely have a more of an entrepreneur spirit this day you know yeah. i remember when i was uh Getting out of high school and looking at colleges, you know, my, my dad was all about, oh, you, you know, you got to find a good company so that you can work there for many exactly, years because yeah. that was the mentality for his yeah. generation, you know, and so that's what I believed I had to do when mm -hmm. I when I got my first job at a very stable, large company. They were all excited. Oh yeah, yeah. you you know you can You're work there for here thirty forever. years <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I I can I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's but that's great. You took the leap. Yeah. That's excellent. And I wanted to sound like. You know, nobody should work for a company. I think it's right, right. there's a, so many great companies out there. But if it's not for you, then then yeah, starting your own business is definitely an option. So, what would you? Uh, what would advice for you? Would you give to young Eric? Yeah. If if you were going to do it again, not just young Eric, yeah. but somebody that age, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of business owners would probably say this, but when you're first starting out, you feel like you have to say yes to everything, like every project, every opportunity that comes around. And so I did that said yes to everything, like I need the income, I gotta say yes to this project. But I think you end up getting stressed really thin, kind of stressed out because you're not working on something you're not that passionate about. Right. And then now I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, hey, let's actually scale back, focus on the things you're really passionate about one at a time, and you're gonna make it better and you know have a lot more energy behind it. And then I think the results will, like I wanna be to a point, or I would tell you know young Eric, like get to a point where you enjoy the process instead of just the end result so that's kind of what this 3d arrow ventures thing is like no matter what the end result is with it i'm enjoying the process enjoying of doing the process it. Yeah, yeah actually I, I think that is excellent advice yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks yeah, yeah yeah and i've never heard that about saying yes to everything that but that's definitely true yeah, yeah. i agree with that yeah and it, it happens to everybody too not just business owners where like you feel like you have to say yes to any type of opportunity, but if it's not really the right fit, like, don't be afraid to say no. Yeah, right, right. So I'm getting better at saying no. <laughs> it's hard to do without sounding like a jerk, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Good stuff. So, yeah, man. Eric, this is great. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening today, and please check out Eric's YouTube page at youtube.com slash 3D Arrow Ventures. Also, learn more about Eric's business, Dimensional Fidelity, at 
difi3d.com. That's difi3d.com. Also, if you're looking to quickly create and collaborate on 3D conceptual designs and organic shapes using cloud-based tools and deliver innovative products to market faster, check out our 3D experience products. To learn more, go to solidworks.com slash 3dxtools. That's solidworks.com slash 3dxtools. We'll be back again soon with more great Born to Design podcast stories at solidworks.com slash podcast or wherever podcasts are readily available. Until then, keep innovating. I really hope that what you heard today has inspired you. If you enjoyed it, head on over to iTunes, search for the Born to Design podcast, and please leave a five-star review so that this podcast will be recommended to more people, helping us expand the Born to Design community. Thank you.